Hey, stupid nerds, the download the uh, Boogie Monster with, with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. So you can find out uh, what happened to Frankenstein and the Wolfman and all that fictional stuff that never happened. And don't pay attention to World War II or the American flag or important things. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Can't say is. that anymore. Can't, Can't say that anymore. You can say it, right? No. No, you have to say hail to the Jews. Oh. <laughs> Can't say- <laughs> oh, man. The, the woke funny. mob has taken it from us. <laughs> oh, hail to the Jews. It's, yeah, uh, they're, making, what, they're making us say it. Hanukkah's right now. It started a couple days ago. Happy Hanukkah, yeah. Jews. <laughs> Rudolph the average-sized average, uh, average nosed reindeer. Nothing to see here. <laughs> They're woke-washing everything. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, jeez. What's going on, Hambone? <laughs> uh, I, well, I, I'm, I, I uh, formally apologize to you. I, uh, I routine, Every week I abuse our start time. <laughs> Every week, I'm like, how about noon? And you're like, all right, noon. And then I'm like, I can't make noon. <laughs> I don't. I always think I'm going to get more done in the morning than I ever will. Yeah. The amusing part is always I allow you to pick the time. Now, if I had, I know. If I had to go at noon and you're like, eh, okay. But it's it's always like, we'll just pick a later time. I Yeah, I know. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm sorry about this. That's I am chronically right. late. It's disrespectful. If, but I mean, I think it, usually if it's like, oh, we have to do it at this time, I'm good for that. Yeah. But I'm, like, I got up at like nine, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, that's plenty of time to get up, eat something, go to the gym, and then record at noon. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, <clears throat> I got to the gym at like 10 to noon. I'm like, I, I, I don't, I'm guessing I'm not going to get my workout done. <laughs> What'd you uh, What'd you get into over at the gym today? I did the fake I did the fake stairs. Okay. I cl- I climbed up real stairs to my gym to get on some fake stairs. There you go. And then uh, foolish, yeah, but whatever. And then I did some push pushies, some uh-huh. some push some downies, <laughs> some tries, some tri- tries and buys, tries oh. and tries. Oh, I thought you meant like tries as in attempts. Not triceps. Oh, that that also. No, that. <laughs> I'm gonna try some tries. I tried some tries. Mm-hmm. Tried some buys. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, not not a lot. Mostly just for the steam room. Mostly for sweating it out. Yeah. What? Uh, because it, did you feel you know, guilty? Did, did you feel guilty? Like dietarily, you 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 paid some dues today. What happened? I went to some Matt's barbecue yesterday. As Rachel sent you a picture of me holding a dinosaur rib. That was nice. That was uh, it made my heart swell, buddy. Of course, that, uh, I don't think that that's what eating. did it. Yeah, but it's my yeah. own. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Uh-huh. We both knew what the punchline was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were both racing to the punchline. We both knew it was <laughs> I'm right staring us in the face. You've enlarged my heart and clogged <laughs> it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> Dave, Dave's special barbecue Valentine's cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl, you make me sweat. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or, or maybe it's my maybe it's my blood pressure. Uh, that's weird. Now the other way, I was going for like a regular checkup because, like, well, I have insurance. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I better go to the doctor and get checkups. And I was like, oh, my heart was racing one day. I was just hanging out the house, and my heart rate. You know, I got like the little Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. My heart rate was like 120 or something. Is that not good? No, it's not. What's a what's a good heart rate? I'm I'm looking it up. I think it's below 100. Okay. Heart rate from average heart rate by age. Let's see. Uh, normal heart rate by age, according to Forbes. What do they know? Stay in your lane, Forbes. Well, this doesn't. This is just children. 10 years and old, older and adults, including seniors, 60 to 100. Okay. <clears throat> That's a pretty big range. Like yeah, so, this thing and um, or almost double this thing. Well, but you got to think it's like the, the – like it's between like absolute like asleep and mm-hmm. maybe moving around, taking a walk. You know? Yeah. That says resting heart rate is what it says. Normal resting heart rate. Anyway – I go to the doctor. I'm like, yeah, my heart was racing. Not for long, uh, but it was kind of a wild thing. And she's like, well, what happened that day? I was like, I didn't even do anything. Like, I got up. I didn't eat. I just had coffee all day. Then I think I had some leftover pizza, and then I had some weed gummies. And then as I'm talking, I'm like, of course my heart was racing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't need to tell you any of this shit. I know why it was racing. That shouldn't have been a surprise. Hmm. So... I just, uh, as we're sitting here day drinking for the holiday episode of the Boogie Monster. <laughs> you know, like when people... Beer's good after a workout, right? Oh, beer is good Carbs? after a workout? Oh, okay. I'm asking you. Yeah, I I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, I still don't understand the whole <laughs> macro-micro carb-to-protein ratio. I just... I either eat like shit or I did okay. Those are my two categories. Well, all those Michelob Ultra ads made it look like it was like better than Gatorade. It was yeah. always, it was like, you know, it was uh, it was what's so, uh, the one nut the bicyclist was promoting it, right? Was it? Oh, him? Uh, what's yeah, his Lan- name? Lance Armstrong. No, wait. Yeah, yes. yeah, Lance Armstrong. Uh-huh. Was just like, wasn't he? Just, somebody was like, it was like athletes. Like, yeah. oh man, great beer after working out. No, it's not. Yeah, I'd rather have a Gatorade than a Michelob Ultra. That's uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's not good. Gatorade Beam, mm-hmm. Beam and Gatorade. What Beam. would you mix with Gatorade? Oh, I'd do a little tequila Gatorade. That sounds okay. What people vodka? vodka? Okay, I think I think that was a a uh, dad boner thing. Was Gator Pain? Gator Pain, Champagne, and Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound awful. No, it doesn't. A little bubbly, mm-hmm. you know. So tell uh, me, tell me about this barbecue, buddy. Matt's okay, barbecue so in Portland. As I, I think I, I spoke of it before mm-hmm. that we went to the Thai place and found out that the brisket that was in the white curry was from this place, Matt's Barbecue. Nice. So we went over there yesterday. I had to order. I had to order the brisket burnt ends and the beef rib ahead. I ordered ahead of time. Okay. Because it's just it's just a food cart. Okay. It's not even like a brick and mortar. It's a food cart. Ah. Okay. And uh, very nice. I believe it was Matt. I'm not sure if it's Matt that I met there, but like I ordered, like, oh, Kyle Kane. I'm like, hey, how's it going, guys? I'm like, I'm breaking my vegetarianism for this stuff. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, it's my birthday this week. <laughs> and they they throw in some other kind of burnt end stuff in there. I think pork 
pork belly burnt ends they threw in. Oh, yeah. Side brisket, chopped brisket. I had nice. pork belly burnt ends. Chopped brisket, huh? Be- they didn't, they didn't chop, slice that, it? They did both. I picked chopped. Okay. Okay. I go Was with that, the slice. Uh, and you got to you got to tell them fatty. You want that fatty or that marbled? Cuz as much as fatty. I as much as I love brisket, lean brisket it just bores the shit out of me. It was fatty. Okay. It was fat in there. Mm-hmm. Uh we got that. We got um the big beef rib, big okay. boy. Okay. Me eating off that. that. That's like that's like the a revenant bear. They buy eating off that for a while. By the pound on that market price. Yeah, yeah. What, about about thirty five bucks a pound. I th- yeah, I think they got me about. I don't know. I think I paid thirty five for one. Okay. I just I, I, yeah. I feel like you're a <laughs> you're like a teenager buying a new car. I just want to make sure you're not getting taken advantage of. Yeah, uh, I know. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. I think they. I think they. I think if anybody knew they were if they were ripping people off, they wouldn't be as popular. As yeah, that's true. But it was. I didn't know what to order. And then on the way there, I was telling Rachel, "I'm like, I want chicken wings, not from there. They don't have chicken." I'm like, just now that I want, I'm going to have barbecue. Like I want. I told her I was like, I was like a priest who won a trip to Thailand. I'm like, oh, I'm just. <laughs> if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna sin, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sin all the sins. <laughs> well, nobody's Ugh. looking. You know, this is my get out of hell free card for the day. Mm-hmm. Let me have it. Yeah. So we got that. We got some pulled pork. Okay. And uh, a jalapeno cheddar sausage and a regular sausage. There you go. We got a lot. You got the still, whole I'm still spread. going through leftovers over here. Yeah. Okay. Any sides? What kind of sides you go with? Or did you just go I, I wasn't meat? trying to fuck around with sides. Okay. Ra- Rachel's brother was there. They had like mac and cheese that I tasted. It was really good. Mm-hmm. The sides look really good, but I'm like, yeah. I'm not trying to. Fill up on sides. You yeah, know? the sides have got to be extraordinary for me to get them. Like, yeah, I, I if, it was, if I was normally, yeah, if I was normally eating stuff, mm-hmm. eating barbecue, then yeah, sure. But like, no, I'm here for this. Yeah, you got. No but time. knowing that the sides are good, yeah, if somebody else wants to go, I'd be like, fine, I can live off these sides. You got no time for foreplay. No, no that's it. Reminds me of the Simpsons, where like, like Homer was in a steak eating contest or something, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, like. Marge is like, no, don't fill up on bread. And he's like, oh, oh. he's like, has to eat this like however large of a steak, and he's starting to eat the bread. It's like, God damn, classic. What, like, oh, what was the highlight of the meal? I'll be honest, I like the sausages. Okay, yeah, I've really started because, to get into sausage. Um, I, uh, Dave, you know, like we, I'd go to blood cells with you. You've, uh-huh. you've recently started getting the sausage. That's yeah, good. Yeah, I. Uh, but we go to we'd go to blood like I'll eat barbecue and I'll admit it's good, mm-hmm. but then I don't need it for another year. Everything that came out of my body yesterday smelled like barbecue. I peed this morning; <laughs> it smelled like barbecue. Oh man, that's hardcore. Yeah, that's not like man. your whole. It shouldn't take your whole system. Yeah, maybe I don't even to process that. to yeah to process one meal. <laughs> you know. So, uh, but so, but I, I still like, you know, Italian sausage mm-hmm. and like, I like, I like all the sauce. I like knockwurst. What is, what's the, mm-hmm. like the lighter colored German one? Is that knockwurst? I get them all confused. Bratwurst, knockwurst. Very, yeah. I very finely ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm even a liverwurst guy. I yeah. like the, I like the weird mushy shit. 
Yeah, as much but as so, I love all that, the the barbecue, so the smoked sausage, just it's it's a whole nother level when you get good oh yeah homemade smoked sausage. Mm. Oh, so those were that was the highlight. I still got that chopped brisket. I'm gonna chop that up and put it, make a sandwich, and brought some of the sauces home. Okay, I'm gonna have that for lunch. Uh, yeah, Matt's barbecue, great job. I mean, you got you're gonna have to take my word for it. I don't have a power ranking at all, mm-hmm. but they are uh, very well known in the city here. Okay, what kind of wood do they use? order? Order ahead, I think, is the smart. Oh, uh, that uh, you know what, Dave, I didn't ask. Okay, that's fine. That's that's on me. I'll I'll call him. I should. You could d- uh-huh. just tell him. Hey, listen, you you gave my buddy Kyle a meal, and mm-hmm. he was supposed to ask some questions. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with the used car. Listen, you sold my son a car. He <laughs> he didn't even test drive it. Yeah. Let's find out about it. I'm gonna see what they say here. It's uh, Texas style. Okay. Probably a uh, post oak. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they tell you. White oak, maybe. Oh, uh, well, it says meats are cooked for the day on an offset smoker using oak wood. They just say okay. oak wood. Oak wood. All right, right on, right on, man. Well, that's exciting. Don't be surprised buddy. if you can't get. Pre- yeah, I did it. It felt good. Um, I didn't. Fe- I feel like what, <laughs> like it. The, I think the algorithm is like tr- like disappointed in me because mm-hmm. then right that like one of the. I follow a lot of like vegetarian and vegan places mm-hmm. for in Portland on on Instagram just to like to remind me that these places are out there. Yeah, like oh yeah, normally I just go. I, there's always something for me to eat, no matter where we go out to eat, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, I should try this place. And one of them was like, congratulations to our owner for being five years vegan. It just pictures of her like hugging different animals. I'm like, oh man, you gotta hit me with this on today. Today you gotta get at me with mm-hmm. this one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I like the animals, too. Don't get me wrong. These animals tasted like they were cared about. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, you can tell a difference from, like, grass-fed beef and, you know, organic, free-range, all that stuff. I mean, I used to think it was just a marketing thing, but you can definitely tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I always wondered, like, the grass-fed, like, what do I give a shit what this thing ate? I'm mm-hmm. eating it. Yeah. Well, just oh, I'm gonna taste. I'm gonna taste what's it, what it's eating. Weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> that scares me away from the whole operation. <laughs> Spit in my mouth. <laughs> Spit in my mouth. Open pit barbecue. That sounds like a fun place. Doable. All right. I don't know. I don't Dude, know. speaking of uh, the brisket and the white curry, I did a little uh, Thai mm-hmm. barbecue fusion the other day. Okay. Got uh, Katie and I ordered some uh, Tom Yum soup, some shrimp Tom Yum soup from a Thai place. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That, uh, was it a hot and sour? Yeah, kind of a hot and sour thing. And they had a special, uh, it was buy one, get one free, which uh, you don't see that much with uh, hot soups. You don't see much Boko. Uh, <laughs> it's like, all right, you got me. So we got a double order. And uh, it was good, but it was real, um, it was just too light. Like, the broth was clear and light and, you know, almost, yeah. what do they call it, healthy? Um, Soup. And there's a little bit of a turnoff, <laughs> you know? It's a little, little, not substantial enough for me. So we enjoyed the, the, the first serving. But the next night, I, uh, I, I doctored it up a little. Uh, so we got this shrimp Tom Yum soup with all the nice Thai flavors. You got the, 
got the basil and the coconut curry cream, just whatever, all those mm-hmm. nice, sure. vi- vibrant Thai flavors. Um, so I made a roux. I made a quick little roux out of uh, uh, canola oil and flour. Just went like 30 minutes. Didn't go the dark chocolate, you know, that takes me over an hour. It just went kind of like a caramel okay. color. Uh, then threw all the soup in there, and then they had these. They had so many of these little mushrooms, um, like the whole mushrooms, but they're really tiny, like yeah. the like the cute little ones that people draw and you know you see on a on some folk art or something. I love them. Yeah, I love them. But there was just so many. I scooped most of those out and I pureed them, and I put them back in to give it. So with the roux and the pureed mushroom kind of uh, thickened it up uh, went, took it from a soup to a stew and then here's the kicker uh, a couple nights before i had some blood so smoked chicken so we had some smoke okay. ch- some leftover smoked chicken laying around so i kind of did a little rough chop slash pull on the on the smoked chicken threw that in there so we got all these thai flavors mixed with like the toasty roux Mixed with the earthy mushroom puree, and then you add in the deep, smoky flavor of the smoked chicken. Boy, howdy. This is one of the best soup slash stews I've ever tasted. You made like a chicken chowder. Yeah, made like a Thai chicken, like a smoky Thai chicken chowder. It was phenomenal. Nice. It's fantastic. I'm sad you didn't like a nice light... Tom Yum's soup, though. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. It, you know, it was fine, but I just felt that uh, it could do more. So let do me. You ever, do you ever? Do you ever want a lighter meal, Dave? Oh yeah, I crave salad sometimes. I like a good salad. Like yeah. a good uh, salmon Caesar. I love a good salmon Caesar salad. You know. Salmon but yeah. Caesar. Yeah, I love a good salmon Caesar. That's a good time. <laughs> Sammy Caesar, saw him in Vegas, 63. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, as we speak, I got me a nice big old pot of red beans uh, on the stove simmering. Started those bastards about 8 o'clock this morning. Got the ham hocks in there. Got the beans. Got the trinity. Got the... Uh, what's the what's the New Year's Eve meal, the good luck meal? Is that red I, beans? Yeah, no, uh, what is it? Uh, black eyed peas. Supposed to eat collard black greens or some sort of green. I don't know if it's turnip or collard specifically, but mm-hmm. greens, black eyed peas, and some sort of pork. And you would think I'd be all over that, but uh, I rarely, I rarely go for the uh, New Year's meal. Really? Yeah. I had it. I was at. I spent a New Year's in. I was in New Orleans once more at Sean Patton's family and his family. They're caterers. Like he come like his that's what his family's business is. So yeah. they know food down there. We had uh-huh. that like traditional New Year's Day meal. Okay. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I might have to get into that this year. I think I was turned off one year. I mean, black eyed peas are fine, but I'm never sitting around like, mm, I need some black eyed peas. You know, I'd rather do uh, butter beans or lima beans or red beans and rice. But uh, I think one year I was with somebody and they made um, a pork loin. Which I don't even know why that fucking exists. Like, ugh. Pork loin? Pork loin, it's so lean. The, the, the way they butcher the pork loin, there's no fat on it. It's just lean and dry and flavorless. And that's always just been a turn. I believe, off. I've, had it, I believe I've had it done well. Mm-hmm. So. I just don't but understand. Again, I'm not it. like, I've never, I've never gotten deep into food. Mm hmm. Like that, oh, that's was a question I was thinking about this week, and so this this is going to stray mm-hmm. 
but it's a little bit like Dave for as much like you love food so much mm-hmm. you basically you taught yourself how to cook all this stuff mm-hmm. but you never did that with music that's a great point uh, well I tried I did try when I was in high school I took guitar lessons and I took drum lessons uh, both from friends and I just you know, after several months, I just came to the uh, realization, like, I just don't have any natural ability towards this. I have no... That hasn't stopped me, Dave. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish, you know, I, I mean, I've said this before, and I'm not going to have kids, but if I ever did, my hypothetical kids, I, I wish yeah. I would have been pushed uh, into the arts as much as I was pushed into athletics. And I, I enjoy, you know, sports taught me a lot, teaches you certain you know principles about life but uh i never had and my parents my dad was really into music uh and later taught himself to play guitar but yeah there was never any you know hey you want to you want to learn to play guitar you want to do this you want to do that it was always like what sport do you want to play this year it was never which instrument are you interested in and uh i wish i'd have spent a little more time growing up uh in, in involved in music and not so much in sports cuz like like I said, sports taught me yeah. a lot, but but what am I? I'm not really utilizing any of that, you know. Unless you go on to play college. Yeah, but you like you like you used to like working out and having a physical yeah ability to move about the world. Yeah, that's true. You still want to be a strong boy. Mm-hmm. I could see you whiplashing your kid over like a pot of chili, like <laughs> making him stir until his hands bleed. <laughs> Mister <Biagi>. again, <laughs> stir counterclockwise. Yeah, really, that movie Whiplash is just like a musical, harsher version of Karate Kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I, but I was wondering, because, yeah, because you're like uh, such a like uh, avid music fan. I was like, I wonder mm-hmm. if Dave ever... You got the time now to get a guitar yeah. and start plinking at it. You got that great record room. Mm-hmm. Well, and coincidentally, like I did get involved in almost every other aspect of music and that I was in radio, yeah. uh, I was tour managing, you know, so I did, I knew I wanted, to, especially early, you know, in my twenties, I knew I wanted to be around music. It's like, well, if I can't write or perform music, let me play it on the radio or let me be around the, the live music environment, you know, with touring and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, just very frustrated. Like, and, and that's weird too. Like as a, athlete like my whole childhood all through my teenage years like I was good at most sports that I attempted you know I was talked about I was good at soccer I was good at football I was good at baseball Mm -hmm. so it was so frustrating to like have something physical you know tactile like drums or guitar that's like ow what the fuck I'm good at other things I can hit a baseball I can shoot a basketball why can't I fucking play a guitar it was just uh just didn't have the comprehension yeah, I I didn't have any of that stuff. I w- that's it, like you saying like being around music though to go back to that. I remember that was something that I did not realize and then early on somebody pointed out, I don't know if I read it in a zine or something about just like all the all ages shows I would go to and you know, pre-internet stuff, but like let's not like yeah, we're all sitting here we're all about these bands, but let's not overlook why did you get to see bands for five bucks this weekend? It's because somebody went to the VFW hall in their town and organized this. Yeah. How did you find out about it? Somebody went to 
designed a flyer and went to Kinko's and then put it at the record stores and drove around everywhere putting flyers out. Somebody rented the PA to get it set up and paid a sound guy to do that. Like, how many parts are just as integral? Oh, for and I was, sure. Because I was thinking about that, yeah, in terms of comedy, too, where, like, you know, you know, there's still so many, like, I'll still champion all the independent comedy shows. And, I mean, it did, I did one last week at, at Mississippi mm-hmm. Pizza here, and, and it was awesome. It was just a great time, and it's a super small venue. And it's, you know, maybe a little easier to get the word out with the internet. But they still, they, you know, sound guy, contact people to put it on. Get mm-hmm. it, It's... And, sh- and and showing up and being and telling other people like, hey, this is a fun thing to do every week. Like word yeah. of mouth. I hate. I I'm sounding like the MC closing out a show right now, but like, don't no, forget, word true. of mouth is our greatest promoter. But like, it really is. Like, hey, co- you want to come see a a free thing if you're bored? Like, oh god, it means so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I owe my whole career to word of mouth, you know, the whole DIY thing. Mm. I don't have an agent. I don't have a manager. I don't play very many clubs. Like, if I'm touring, it's because I knew somebody who knew somebody who knew a venue, and multiple people got involved and made it happen, you know? Yeah. And uh, Well, that that's why, yeah, because we went to a Christmas party Friday night. It was one of Rachel's friends that she met in a class she was taking here. And I felt I immediately felt old as shit. Mm-hmm. Like I think everybody there was maybe late twenties, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, oh wow, this is wild. And they were all. I didn't see anybody look at their phone once. Really. And everybody was about like they were musicians. One gal retired and was like, no, I make jewelry. Like everybody was doing something. Mm-hmm. Was just making things. That's awesome. And it was, yeah, it felt, instead of being like, oh, these young hipsters doing, like, I felt, I was like excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I mean, everybody was taking pictures. They all had film cameras. I'm like, all right, now it's just making it difficult. But really? I, <laughs> part, well, part of me realized that because, like, oh, having grown up with that stuff and the ease of like using your phone to take a picture, <laughs> like, oh, I just, it was nice to be around like a group of people that were just like, nah, we don't. We I'm sure they all have phones in their pockets for mm-hmm. things, but everybody was just like fun and all musicians, artists, filmmakers. I'm like, this is cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I like being around yeah. that atmosphere. I've said this before, but like before I started comedy, uh, my ex girlfriend and the circle of friends that I ran with, I, I wouldn't have considered us like classic hipsters but we were Mm -hmm. definitely you know music snobs and stuff like that and back then we judged people's worth on what they were into like hey what bands do you like what movies do you like where now that and i i'm hesitant to call myself an artist but now that i'm a performer i judge people like what do you do what do you create? Not that every, but not that you have to be an artist or create stuff to have worth. But rather than just, oh, this guy's cool because he likes cool bands. I'm more impressed with this guy or this gal over here because they do this or they do that or they perform yeah. this. Like to me, that's much more impressive than just you know, oh, this guy has decent taste in music or movies. Like, okay, good for well, you, but that's not very hard to pull off. Let's. I, first off, I do not want to lose everybody's 
chance to view Dave as a hipster. Let's go. <laughs> We're thinking 2002. Yeah, I definitely wasn't a hipster, Do- but I had a little bit of, of that skin- mentality. Dotting of, dotting of skinny jeans. Dave, skinny jeans. <laughs> no, no, never. Horn rim glasses. <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a vest. Maybe no. a vest buttoned over like a... No. Oh, man. <laughs> Dave no. just going on about the movie Garden State. <laughs> let's not lose that but yeah yeah there really was this everybody was it was all about curating your own like the museum of yourself Mm -hmm. yeah like didn't isn't my place cool don't i look cool but there wasn't a lot of output yeah it's like what do you do why yeah it it was just everybody's taste it's like oh they're cool yeah why are they cool they have good taste well all right, that's fine. I mean, and it, and it lasted for what it it lasted, you know. Mm-hmm. But Granted, yeah, we're, now not a, not everybody can be an artist, you know. That is, yeah. But now I still have a little bit of that as far as like you know I am very discriminating with what music I listen to and all that. But now it's less of uh, look at how cool I am or what great taste I have, and now it's more especially that I have a couple of platforms. It's like no, I want you to know about this cool band or this great movie or whatever. Like I'm more concerned with sharing that than just patting myself on the back for being in that small it's- niche fan group that's into this band or this it was, director yeah it was really self-destructive to like hoard good taste of mm-hmm. like oh this band's cool i hope they don't blow up but like but that was the that was the whole thing about the concept of selling out even back in the punk rock days i'm like oh you don't you want this band to struggle because that that makes it more special to you yeah uh, I, I mean, granted people's attitudes you know some ethos can change if they get bigger but i uh I just I don't I don't know why like I always had to try and do the thing that I liked, mm-hmm. and I'm I am surrounded by failed attempts at that. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad about it, but no, at least you're trying. You know, tried or currently trying. There, there's definitely I something. Was to learning be said this, for that. I was learning the guitar solo to "Talk Dirty to Me" by Poison just <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> How's it coming along? That well, the only I heard it on the radio, and I was like, "Oh, this is definitely one of the easier CC Deville solos." Uh huh. So I could I could start with this one and feel good about myself. So, yeah, well, that's not too tough. <laughs> well, good for you, man. Yeah, but I was, yeah. I was that's what I was thinking about. Like, oh, I wonder if Dave like secretly wants to like play music. Or no, and I do. Like, if the mo the the day we move into an actual house i'm getting a drum kit no no doubt about it i'd love i'd have a drum kit right now if i didn't live in an apartment um that's something we've been uh we've been shop well i've been shopping oh for for drum kits really for oh, for houses oh for houses <laughs> even better right on i went uh, we went after matt's barbecue and it was uh-huh. an owner occupied so we like an hour where the owner was out of the house okay do you and like I, it I lit up that shitter so bad. <laughs> I thought I thought I was gonna have to buy it. Like I thought, like I I thought like I, I I wrapped I wrapped the car around the tree on the test drive kind of thing. It was bad. You break it, you buy it. <laughs> uh, I was like, ah, oh, well, let's see if this plumbing was permitted. Oh man, because we dropped one on the top floor. There you go. <laughs> so this thing's gonna rattle the pipes all the way out to the street level <laughs> sewer. 
Oh, wouldn't that, uh, I, I can't imagine. I've lived in apartments and or vehicles for 20 years. <laughs> I, uh, I can't imagine moving into an actual home with a little privacy and some elbow room. It's, yeah, I mean, we're, we're in a house now, but, you know, it's a tiny house. We're here. But I'm, like, now looking for my, like, I, I'm looking at the terms, like, if like, well, this is where the kids would play one day. I'm, like, drum set over there, yeah. bar over there, amps here, <laughs> giant TV for video games over there. Like, that's how I'm looking at these places. This place have uh, some land? How many acres? No, very, not very a lot small. of land. Yeah. It's in the city. It's still in the city. Mm-hmm. I still want to be able to walk to a... I don't want to be a booze bag, but I would like the option of being like... I loved living across from the red line. I loved yeah. getting home mm-hmm. from being on the road and then Sunday being like, you know what? I'm going to go across the street. I'm gonna, I want to be a townie. Yeah. I'm going to sit there and have my couple drinks. I know the bartender's. I'm going to listen to people on their dates and everything. I'm going to be home by 1030. That's I still want that. Which uh, one would you prefer, the downstairs bar or upstairs bar? My move. So for people that don't know, I believe we've spoken of it. Red Lion is a bar. It's on Glendale Boulevard. Hopefully it's still there. I don't know what the scene in L.A. is like yeah, these days. It's got upstairs, outdoor area. So everybody likes to go up there because you can still smoke, and it's mm-hmm. outside. Downstairs is a little moody. It's like a... Yeah. German pub named after an English, uh, whatever. And it looks they got a piano like, player. Looks yeah, like it's been there it's for fifty years. It doesn't look like something. It, well, it has been. Yeah, it has been. It's been there forever. They got the, all the old pictures on the walls. It's an old, one of the few old old bars left in Los Angeles. And uh, they got a piano player always playing goofy tunes downstairs. I would go downstairs. The upstairs was would close at nine thirty, maybe ten, mm-hmm. because the noise ordinance ordinance. Then they'd all crowd downstairs. I'd already have a seat. And then I'd watch all the drunk people move from upstairs to downstairs, mm-hmm. mix and mingle and singing karaoke. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just like that spot. Yes. But I would like that. I just, not a crazy place, just a spot where you could go, eavesdrop, you know, be a townie for a little bit at night, walk home. Mm-hmm. I still want that. Portland has a lot of those places, and I yeah. like that. Yeah, there's definitely uh, some appeal to just being able to walk to a, a cool spot, as opposed to you walking anywhere, Dave. Are you walking to maybe the comedy store yet, Dave? Yeah, yeah, I've been over there a few times. I, I'm trying to hang out. I, I'm, I'm not a good, uh, I'm not a good hang if I'm not on the show. So that, that's always. I been think my... you're a good hang, Dave. <laughs> no, I just I get antsy. I hang I just, out with you every week. We've been doing I, it for years. I hate just hanging out at comedy shows that I'm not on, but I know that that's definitely part of it, especially since I'm so close. But yeah, I, I go over there. Every now and then, I like it. I like in. I like watching the other comics, good or bad, because then it's like it either makes me go like, "Fuck, that's somebody that's half my age and they're mm-hmm. this good." Mm-hmm. I gotta bust my ass, or it's like somebody's that shitty and they're getting this attention. I should be getting that attention. I gotta bust my ass. Like yeah. it just yeah. it only serves to motivate me going to be around comedy. No, and it does as much as I don't like it. If I'm being honest, it. it the same thing happens to me. Like I'm either yeah. inspired by somebody who's really good, or if I just see some fucking poser, I'm like, all right, maybe I'll get to, maybe he'll follow me next time, you know, <laughs> follow mm-hmm. that asshole. Um, 
you know, kind of gets those competitive juices flowing. But, uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm becoming quite a a fixture in the neighborhood around here. I'm, I'm wandering all over. It's cool because where I'm at, I don't want to give my exact location, but I've got you uh, I've got uh, I've got multiple neighborhoods within just a couple of blocks. So I could go north and go that way, or I could go south down that way being a little cryptic there but um yeah i, I, I like to say do you mean directions <laughs> <laughs> but there's you have directions what you there, have there's so many uh different little pockets that i'm close to you know it's, it's pretty cool so i like that as opposed to even in la like when i lived at my other spot you used you, you've been over to my other spot years ago in east hollywood there was really nothing worth walking to around there it was like oh i can walk to this linoleum superstore or I can walk to this Mexican grocery. That's about all I have. But here I've got uh, yeah, a lot you, of options. You can always – there's like always maybe one like Mexican bar that you could go to and it's like they're either cool with you being there, but then that means that that bar is going to be overrun mm-hmm. by white folks and destroyed. Or they're not going to be cool with you being there. Yeah. And uh, it would be dangerous for you to go. What was that theater downtown L.A. that used to have a show uh, that uh, Big Money, not Big Money, but um, what was Dave Ross's show years ago? It was a little movie Oh, Holy theater. Fuck. Holy Fuck. Uh, like two doors down from that little theater was this really cool, like old school, gnarly Mexican bar where they yeah. only had like canned Tecate and then you could buy. Was it, uh, was it Five Star? Five Star was up the street a little bit. I feel like, I don't know. This was like two or three doors down from that theater. Yeah. But they had, you could get, uh, basically the only beer they had was Tecate in a can. And then for food, you could purchase a cup of, cup of soup, a cup of noodle. And they'd, they'd microwave it for you right there. But uh, yeah, that that place kind of felt like that. Like they were like, okay, we're we appreciate your business, but don't tell too many of your friends. We don't want this place. That being was gentrified. the that was how the punk rock thing always ate itself because the punk rock kids would find some place, some like divey spot in a sketchy neighborhood, and convince them to put on punk shows. And then you know that place would appreciate the business, but then okay, more and more of these little white punk kids would come into this like old Mexican gay bar or what it might be. But then, okay, you made it safe for other people. You did this. You can't get mad. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you, you're the one, like it eats itself. Yeah. You move into a neighborhood because you can afford it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You move into like a Latino neighborhood because you can afford it. You're white artists willing to live five people in a two-bedroom or whatever, pack people in, then okay. Then, okay, other people like, wow, there's cool stuff going on here because these artists live here. I want to live here too. I will I will pay a little bit more for rent than somebody else would be willing to. Mm-hmm. Boom, you've just pushed the the snowball off the top of the mountain. Yeah. Get ready for a Whole Foods in five years. Yeah. So it's like when white people are angry about gentrification, it's like, you did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't feel like white people are allowed to complain about gentrification. But I, I, it's not that they're not – everybody's allowed to complain about everything if they want to. But it's just that let's not look at the root causes mm-hmm. – that then, but then, of course, that it's white people made it too expensive for white uh, just artists to live there, mm-hmm. 
And so it's the art. It's people just trying to make art for a living are also pushed into these impoverished areas. But you made it cool. Stop yeah. doing cool stuff, artists. Yeah, knock it off. <laughs> put make put the show in the Whole Foods. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. Uh, show at a Whole Foods. That's, I got all the answers. That sounds fun. Uh, switching gears, I wanted to tell you about a incident that I was involved in this week. Sounds like a police report. I do my best to, to behave myself and uh, be a good neighbor and a good citizen, but I had a, had a bit of a road rage incident. Well, oh, the oh, irony oh, is oh. it wasn't road rage. Um, all right. What got me in trouble was just simply yelling, do better. That's why I didn't honk. <laughs> I didn't honk. I didn't cuss. I didn't shoot any birds. I simply yelled, do better. <laughs> Wait, and, is shooting birds a road rage you know, reaction? Fl- you know, I, I flip people off sometimes. I didn't spit any Oh, I, I straight up was like, who shot no, birds? No, you know, fucking fling okay. a bird at somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I did not pick that one up. That's I've been known to spit a loogie on people's car, um, you know. But I've I'm getting older. I feel like I've mellowed out. A little. I'm a married man now. I'm domesticated. I can't be out rebel rousing, starting trouble. So I actually yeah. thought I was doing pretty well by simply shouting "Do better." And boy, I uh, I lit this guy's fire. So here's the situation. Can you? Yeah. Okay. Can I what? You want me? Well, I was going to say, what's what led to this? I want to know. Uh, all right, so I'm I'm in Burbank, and I'm on Glen Oaks Boulevard, and I'm waiting. And there's a guy in front of me in a full size Chevrolet truck, and uh, it's three lanes, and I'm in the far what got right you out lane. out to Burbank, Dave? Uh, what did get me out to Burbank? Uh, uh, Christmas shopping. I was doing a little Christmas shopping. Okay, okay. I went up to uh, Burbank Mall and, and picked up a few things. But so anyway, three lanes. I'm in the far right lane, and we're in Glen, Glen Oaks Boulevard at, at a red light, and I'm waiting to turn right onto Sonora, a little, little side street. And there's a truck in front of me, and there's no and, – and he didn't have his blinker on, so I'm like, well, I just felt like he was about to turn right, but he just refused to turn right on red. And I'm like – and granted, he didn't have his blinker on, so I was like, maybe he's going to go straight. But there was nobody. Okay. It was just one of those ghost town red lights. There was nobody anywhere. And I'm like, if this motherfucker made me sit here for 30 seconds, and he himself is going to turn right, but he didn't have the fucking wherewithal of the balls to turn right on red. So, mm-hmm. so finally the light turns green, and sure enough, he turns right. So that's strike one. And I, I bit my tongue on that one. Now we're traveling uh, west on Sonora for a block or two, and just out of nowhere, no turn signal, a quick, abrupt right-hand turn with no signal. So he, did, he didn't turn right on red for 30 seconds when there was nobody coming, and then he, sign- and he turns abruptly without signaling. So did I yell, fuck your mother? Did I spit a loogie? Did I, I didn't do anything. My window was down. When I drove past him, I simply yelled, do better. A pretty hearty register, you know? And I don't okay. think anything of it, because I seen him. I, he made a full right-hand turn onto this other side street. So I go a couple blocks, and I turn right into the bank. And I'm going to go do a little banking. So I, I pull in the bank, and I get out, and I pop out, and there he is, right behind me, blocking me in. 
And it's, uh, like I said, full-size Chevy truck. It's, uh, if I had to guess, he was an Armenian fella. Uh, you know, it's Burbank. Okay. Right there on the Burbank-Glendale border. And he's about my age, probably mid-40s, maybe a little older. And he goes, you say something? And I go, yeah. I said, do better. I said, because you didn't turn right on red and you turned without signaling. And he goes, you say something? And I go, again. I see, yeah, yeah, I said something. I said, I love that move. What'd you say? I tell you what I yeah. said. What'd you say? I tell you what I said. Then we repeat this for three or four more times. About four times. You say something? Yeah, man. I said, do better. <clears throat> And then Maybe he, get, he didn't understand English. And then he goes, well, I think enough, because he goes, why is it your job to tell me to do better? <laughs> he says something like, why is it your job? <laughs> I go, I go, it's my job, because I'm a fellow motorist, and you're driving like an idiot. <laughs> and he says, why is it your job? And then finally he goes, like he goes, how about I kick your ass? And I go, look, man, you, by the way, I acknowledge I borrowed this from you. Beautiful line. He goes, how about I kick your ass? And I go, look, man, you kicking my ass ain't going to make you any less stupid. And then he goes, <laughs> then he goes, huh? And I go, exactly. And I said, I said, fucking do better. And I turned and walked into the bank. And uh, I thought, and he was heated. And I was like, he's probably going to be waiting on me when I come out. And uh, he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't. But I was just like, I love that move. That That's happened to me so many times. What'd you say? And I tell you what I said. But that, and then also like... You want to fight? No, I don't want to fight. I said my piece. You drove like a fucking idiot. I said my piece. Now, if you want to fight me, step up. I'll, I'll stand here and defend myself. But no, I'm not interested in fighting you because you drove like a fucking idiot. I got it off my chest. I yelled my thing. So if we if there's a fight to be fought, you're going to have to initiate that dumbass. You know? But I've had that so many times where, like, let me get this straight. Like, when you explain it back to him, let me get this straight. You drove like an asshole. Now you want to fight me. You want to risk either going to jail or getting an ass kicking because you drove like a fucking dickhead. I'm the problem. Oh, and when I turned around and left, he got the last word in by going, you're stupid. I was like, I just waved at him. All right. Yeah. I thought I, I thought I did pretty good. I didn't, I didn't cuss. I didn't. I was just like, do better. But that must, and I don't know what his maneuver was, but he fully turned right abruptly. He must have, like, then put it in reverse and followed me into the bank. Do better is fu- funny because it's not an insult. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. That's it's what a, I thought. It's a, re- it's a request. Mm-hmm. Just from one driver to another, here's a suggestion. And and I'm right. not wrong. Hey, you know, and I get it. Like, I, it, I'm not traffic cop i can't be out here just critiquing every single thing but like okay so we sat there for 30 seconds unnecessarily before you decided to turn right and then a block later i almost rear-end you because you turned without signaling now you don't deserve to die you don't deserve to get in a fight i don't deserve you don't deserve to have your wife or your mother insulted but maybe you do need to hear from a stranger do better but boy he was heated he was hot. And I just said, look, man, you kicking my ass ain't going to make you any less stupid. Huh? I mean, these seem, they seem like non-event road rage type of things. Yeah. But yeah, I pushed his button, but like, and I didn't backpedal. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't, I don't I, yell at, I don't yell at people in LA anymore. Yeah. I, that is, now, 
like I the irony is I, I sincerely thought I was doing better, but like that is something I do have to work on. I get I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often, and I don't lash out and yell at every single person, but like I don't know if I'm getting older and crankier, but the average driver in LA is an absolute moron. Like every oh, fucking I, every green light's a five Mississippi. It's green. We better wait five seconds just to make sure. And it's never that. Uh, it's never because I'm being cautious. It's because my head's I've in my said fucking that phone. There's nothing. There's nothing more dangerous than uh, somebody in a Prius late for an audition. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's somebody insane. with unbridled acceleration <laughs> and their dreams are on the line. <laughs> but uh, yeah, L- L.A. There's there's a few places where I have to prepare myself to drive with a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Sacramento, anytime I'm making a trek from here down there, Sacramento. Really? That's mayhem. As soon, even if I'm just on the highway passing through, it's unbridled lunacy. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to just be cool. Make the conscious, Getting to L.A., make the choice to be cool. It's mm-hmm. going to suck. Yeah. Here's, here's a... Oregon, notoriously, uh, there's a comedian named Dylan Jenkins that has a very funny joke about, you know, like people from, people say that people from Portland don't have an accent. He's like, we don't really have an accent, but we definitely drive with a slow southern draw. <laughs> For real. Every every four-way stop is just like, no, I, I, I do believe you should go ahead. Well, after you, ma'am, yeah. I, I certainly could not. I insist that you go. Like, And it's a Portlandia sketch, and it couldn't be more true of like, well, it's a little drizzly. I should do five miles an hour under the speed limit. That's yeah. already only 55 on the highway. And I'm just like, I drive like a maniac, and part of me – is also like, well, they defunded the police anyway. I'm not getting a ticket. Mm-hmm. That's I knock on wood after saying that. But uh, yeah, I, Dave, I think. Uh, but yeah, you're let's, you're a little hothead and behind the wheel. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'll take part of the you, blame. I, but you're man. you're you are a, you are a, a, a staunch supporter of the regulations of the roadway. <laughs> Well, so and, right and away, Glendale, Glendale Burbank, bad place for you to be. Yeah, and I and I try not to be the, a Nazi about it, but it's like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? We're out here how all close, to How get, close were you following this guy? I, I don't that follow You almost too hit close. him when he no, made the right turn. But I did have to because he turned quick. Like, and I and I'm aware of that law that that was tattooed into our brain when i was a cop like no matter what the scenario i don't know what the laws are now but in georgia state law no matter what the scenario if you rear in somebody you're at fault i had you, uh, you have to travel at a distance safe enough to where you can react to any maneuver in front of you i laugh i laughed to myself the other day because i read a story that was it was like oh somebody off the in angeles crest their, their, their car went 300 feet down the hill the, the couple survived jesus uh, but yeah, they, they survived and then their account was like, Oh, there was just a white Mercedes behind us honking and flashing their brights. So we Shocking. tried to pull over and hit some gravel. I'm like white Mercedes says it all. Yep. <laughs> Say no more. Yeah. Say no more. Turn signals optional. White mm-hmm. Mercedes. Yep. Replace it for white BMW if need be. It's not just white. That's a specific color of white that comes on those cards. It's called bitch white. That's the mm-hmm. uh, specific shade of white. It's not eggshell. It's bitch white. 
turn signal optional. Anyway, Dave, let's not just be two middle-aged guys complaining about the rules of the road and how some people refuse to adhere to them. That's not fun for anybody. No. It's Christmas time, Dave. It is. It's holiday times for everybody, as everyone is welcome at the Boogie Monster. I'll tell you what I did. We went and saw... Our new favorite act in Portland, Mitch and the Melody Makers. Boy, howdy. If you live in the Portland area, go see Mitch and the Melody Makers. He just does 60s covers. It's a live band. They put okay. on a hell of a show. We've seen them three or four times. We get really? down in Boogie. Yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> you get I, skipped, I skipped Patterson Hood. I didn't go to see Patterson Hood I was going to ask weekend, you about right? that. Yeah. Nope. Went dancing. Okay. Well, went dancing at Mitch and the Melody Makers. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, as much as I love Patterson Hood, especially his solo stuff, not a lot of dancing involved. So no. if you were looking to dance, you made the right choice. No, we went out dancing, holiday dancing. I'm gearing up. We got we gotta get stuff done around the house before I go back to the greater Chicagoland area to ring in well not ring in, I'm back here for New Year's, but to go do Christmases stuff. So yeah, what are your plans? So Christmas in Chicago this year? Just going back there, kicking it with the old gang. Okay. Haunting around the burbs. Rachel coming with you? No, nah, she's staying here. Her she's brother's in here. town. So okay. Right she's on, sticking man. around here. But yeah, I, it's every year Christmas sneaks up on me. I'm like, mm-hmm. shit, it's in a few days, Dave. Yeah, yeah. We're less than a week away. Did you get all your gifts? you get all your shopping done? No, I still got a few for Katie. Um yeah, so she's so hard to shop for because we both have everything that we could ever want. That's yeah. When you live your you life successfully, you just get what you want, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I can't speak too loud. I think she's in the other room, but yeah, I got some ideas. I've got a few right. things already. So yeah, I'll whisper too, even though that doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, we're just gonna we're, we're doing a real low key one, um, not to to bring it down, but you know, if you remember last Christmas, your yeah. dad died on Christmas. Literally yeah. 30 seconds after we finished opening presents, we get the phone call. So, you know, it's we're playing it by ear. And she, but she's doing great. You know, she's in good spirits. Yeah. But, you know, still, like, I I expect there to be a, a little emotional turbulence this week. Uh, and that's sure. fine. But um, so far, so good. We're hanging out, been watching Christmas movies. Just going to keep it low-key for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Uh I'm cooking side dishes. We're having a little Christmas Eve celebration. Uh, we're inviting our two neighbors, the same neighbors that came over for Thanksgiving. Uh, just a real sweet, older, platonic couple, Mark and Virgie. Just uh, eyes and ears of the building, eyes and ears of the neighborhood. <laughs> just just really sweet, uh, good-hearted folks. So we had a good time hanging out with them on Thanksgiving and uh, knowing that they um, all their families are back on the East Coast and stuff. So it's just like, hey, why don't you come over? Have a little Christmas Eve action. I'm doing all the sides, but I'm outsourcing a uh, a Bloodsoe's smoked ham. I ordered a, a nice ham smoked from smoked ham. Yeah, going to go damn. pick pick that up uh, Christmas Eve day. I'm going to make a little broccoli cheese casserole, maybe a little hash brown casserole, maybe some mashed sweet potatoes, and uh, just have a nice little Christmas smoked Eve smoked ham. Yeah, which is a little <clears throat> redundant because most like there are uncured, unsmoked hams, but. Most ham is smoked, but this is like uh, really? home. Yeah, yeah. Most ham is smoked. Where, where, where you think it gets that smoky flavor? You know, or else you just got. I just know ham flavor. Shank. Yeah. Well, that ham comes from that smoke. It's cured and smoked, but uh, yeah, Bloodsoes. They're they're doing their own just big 
throwing them in the smoker, got their own little honey glazed action. Uh, they had a little video on their Instagram. Oh boy, I was getting quite aroused. So uh, it's like let's let's right, go that out. let's look let's out. go that route. So yeah, go go pick up a ham, make some side dishes, uh, watch a little Christmas movies, and then uh, Christmas Day we we may not even get out of the pajamas. We may just uh, hang out, eat leftovers, and of watch, course watch some movies. Partake That's of course some, what you should do. What, yeah. what okay? What are we doing with Christmas movies? What do we got to happen? Well, uh, let's see. My my favorites. Um, I think we got to watch Christmas Vacation. I think that's sure. a must. I, I definitely think that's a must. Um, there's so many good ones. Uh, I think probably top of the list is going to be the story Fuck of a me, family. Dude. I can't. Why did I walk right into this, Dave? How did I walk right into this shit? It's oh, a classic. Fucking, it's podunk potato in the ass bullshit. <laughs> Oh. Hold on, where's the, where's the good part? Let me let me skip ahead a little bit. This is uh, one of the pivotal scenes here. Kind of There's starts no the whole thing. What they what what they make one turnip Merry blast for? Merry Christmas, Cloudy. How are you, boys and girls, Mrs. Walter? <sighs> Why well, they're just fine. When y'all coming over to see it's... you? Maybe we'll come over tomorrow and see what Santa Claus brings soon. Well, you're welcome to come, but Santa Claus right. isn't bringing much. Have your boys and girls been bad? No, but Santa Claus is poor this year. Santa Claus is poor this year. It's the Great that's, Depression in the Blue Ridge Mountains. That's, this is less interesting than your road rage story, dude. <laughs> Definitely going to be watching. Smell, <laughs> I could smell the burlap from here. <laughs> Definitely going to be watching a, uh, a screening of the Waltons Christmas movie. Hold on, let me you just smell let me play one more thing. This is where this here. is where Mama Walton gets upset with Claudie, the uh, the I local the, the local black fella who has taken up uh, employment with the Baldwin ladies. Everybody else. Let's see here. A Merry Christmas, Mrs. Walton. You too, Hawthorne. Is that the black guy? <laughs> yeah. Anything the way that child is growing. Oh, I don't know what they're growing on, son. Reaching's a hard line of work, even in the best Dad of Dad got a new job. Daddy's got an extra job now. Uh-oh. How in the world do you find extra work around? I think around we do this, uh, I think we do this every year, and I don't, I care less days. every year. Uh-huh. What? Hold on. I'm surprised at you, Hawthorne. She's surprised oh, at Hawthorne. Man's got to eat. Uh, a man has got to eat. So he's working for the Baldwin sisters, and they sell bootleg whiskey. They call it the recipe. And, uh... You know, she, Mama Walton, she she won't have. She got young children in this house. She can't have bootleg whiskey in this mm-hmm. house. So, John Boy's. You know, to set it up, uh, Dad is working. It's, it's the Great Depression, so there's no there's no uh, there's no work to be had on Walton's Mountain. So he's way over sixty miles away in the next big city working, and he had to work Christmas Eve day. But all the all the roads are snowed over, and uh, he's supposed to take a bus. But uh, ain't no buses getting through Walton's Mountain, so he's hitchhiking 60 miles on Christmas Eve. And uh, whew, will he get there? We don't know. You'll have to watch the movie and find out. So that Good that's going to be man. top of the list. So, yeah, Christmas Vacation, Walton's Christmas movie, The Homecoming. Uh, um, I finally does Ka- <laughs> Do you make Katie watch that shit, too? She refuses. Or does she have enough sense? She refuses. I'll just be watching Good it for by her. myself. Maybe Mark Good and Virgie her. will watch it with me. You watch it by yourself. 
<laughs> you sit there by yourself, and you're I like, will. this is good. I that, like this. It's fun. It's a good, wholesome movie. He's going to go find his daddy. What uh, drugs and drink are you on while you do this? Oh, All of them? Then do a little bourbon. Probably do a little bourbon, a little, a little of that jazz lettuce. Who knows? And you stay awake through the whole thing? Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's a captivating tale. Yeah. Goes out and finds his daddy, meets up with the Baldwin sisters, meets up with Hawthorne. There's a, there's a open sleigh rides. There's a, there's a church play, Christmas Eve church play. Uh, it's, it's a good time. We've got Grandma and Grandfather's ap- what? applesauce cake. Is this cake. playing on one American news network right now? Where is this playing? Uh, it's on YouTube. I think it's also on one of the Paramount or uh, Peacock. Somebody told me it was on one of the new streaming services. What Christian nationalist station is this on? The Walton's Christmas movie, comma, The Homecoming. If you just put that into the old YouTube. Hour and 38 minutes. They did yeah. a remake. Did you see the remake? You watch your mouth. Five stars out of ten. Remake. They don't need to be remaking this. It's a masterpiece. Oh, this is where you're going to take a stand? Uh-huh. Oh, man, a whole lot of it's cast as a real who's that of actors. Yeah, Patricia Neal. Is it Neal or O'Neal? Patricia Neal. She was big back in the day. Uh, Whoever that goober that plays John Boy is. What's his name? Thomas? Somebody Thomas? Let's go ahead and look up Walton's. Look at some of the comments. The tough but very good old days. I miss them. Blessings all who read this. Be kind, be healthy, be happy, be loved, and be loving. See? It brings people together. It's not bringing me together with you. I fucking hate this shit. Push me further apart every year. You bring this dog it's, shit up. It's been four decades ago, and I still love watching the Waltons. I'm 34 years old. I didn't grow up with this, but my mom did. Made me ball all the way through. Which times were still like this? Obviously not the depression, That's, but the people, family, hardworking, the respect, appreciation with so little. Oh, God. The, 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 everybody, every single review is from a QAnon account. Absolutely. It's a 100% overlap of QAnon supporters and people going online to review a 40-year-old Christmas special from these yokels. I love it, man. You know you like it. Uh, I got some uh, real quick. I've never even seen it. Exactly. See, that's how closed off you are. Kyle, you got to spread your wings and fly, buddy. I got some weird uh, Christmas facts for you. Let's uh, do that. Let's get let's get as far away from. Uh, did you know that uh, December twenty fifth was originally a pagan celebration? Uh, nobody knows. Yes. Uh, exa- all, all yeah, yeah. No, nobody knows exactly when Jesus of Nazareth was, was born. Uh, no, nobody celebrated his birthday for hundreds of years. But December twenty fifth was co opted from pagan rites connected with the winter solstice. How about that? This is crazy. The uh, uh, mistletoe, kissing uh, under the mis- mistletoe, uh, mm-hmm. it was originally had to do with fertility rites. The hanging sprig is a very ancient symbol of virility, and therefore anybody standing beneath it is signaling that he or she is sexually available. There you go. That's weird. Santa Claus originated in a newspaper ad. Uh, far from being a quaint medieval legend, Santa Claus first appeared as a recognizable entity 
uh, in a newspaper ad uh, for gift books in the mid-19th century. Oh, that reminds me. I did watch a documentary the other day called Santa Camp. And uh, by the way... Tell me, yeah, tell Santa me camp. it's just like Jesus camp where they're being indoctrinated <laughs> into the ways of Christmas. They, they teach you how to be a Santa. It's it's all these old chubby uh, white bearded dudes, and it's up in uh, I think New Hampshire. And uh, but one uh. of the uh, running storylines was they're and they're a whole organization, and uh, it's kind of like a I don't know if it's a union for Santa Clauses, but they're trying to get more diversity in the Santa Claus community. Okay. And I totally understand that. You know, if well, I was... Maybe New Hampshire isn't the place to start. Exactly. But uh, they, they interviewed this one poor dude, this, this black fella who lived in Arkansas, and he put up a inflatable black Santa Claus and got, like, mean letters in his mailbox. First of all, like, who gives a shit on both sides? Like, I, I get one argument of, like, well, Santa Claus is based off... Or, I had it written down. It's based off some old goober who was white... Uh, so like, I get that, like, okay, first of all, it's a fictional thing, so if anybody's like hard, I, I get representation, I totally get that, like, if I was a little black kid, I, I might want to go sit on a black Santa's lap, you know, but mm-hmm. also it's like, okay, well, Santa Claus is white because he's based off of this old, uh, what was it, Saint somebody, but I also, Nicholas. I get the whole, no, it was another name other than Nicholas, um, but I also get, I totally get the black perspective of like we need representation so like who gives a shit if if you do have a black santa claus i can't I imagine you said the word arkansas in that yeah sentence. yeah R- writing so a I mean believe, i believe you sp- i believe you spoke in the answer you seek a threatening mean letter was put in this fellow's mailbox because he had a black inflatable santa claus on his line again i believe you said the word arkansas yeah that's probably that's probably the that guy uh, was gonna get mean letters about something yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is also, I couldn't help but think about this uh, while watching Santa Camp. Um, and, it, you know, it's a nice little heartwarming documentary. They also have, uh, there's, there's ladies up at the camp, you know, learning to be a better Santa uh, or Mrs. Claus. Uh, I think they, they were talking about how they Chick would... Chick Santa, no way. They would like more elves, but they felt weird placing an ad in the paper looking for dwarves or little people. Um, but my thing is, I mean, they had like dozens and dozens of uh, old white dudes. Little years. person Santa, full size elves. Yeah, fucking flip it. God, that'd be funny. Really mess with people. But what? Are, what are the midget percentage? black Santa, full size Chinese elves? At the, let's say hypothetically, there's a hundred Santas at this Santa camp, right? All all white men, north of fifty years old. North of 250 pounds. Uh, let's say out of 100. How North many, how, pole of 250 pounds. How many of those are pedophiles? There's, there's got to be a couple creeps, right? Yeah, there should definitely be a vetting process. Mm-hmm. There's got to be. It's For gotta, anybody it's gotta attract who some wants creeps. to do that. Mm-hmm. That's my yeah. only concern. Um. Christmas, uh, only recently was Christmas, or has Christmas been a family holiday. Christmas was originally celebrated as an adult form of trick-or-treat, but with a treat, the treat consisting of booze and the threatened trick consisting of bodily harm or destruction of property. Wait, what? It was like an adult version of trick-or-treat. 
Because oh, and I had this written somewhere. Um, what what what? Give me booze, or I'll yeah. beat you up. Mm-hmm. Because uh, what's the song? The one that they keep talking about, figgy pudding. We wish you a merry Christmas. There's a line in there that says, "We won't leave until we get some," and it was um, like uh, peasants and, and workers <laughs> were demanding booze from their bosses. Uh, on Christmas, oh. like, hey, we work hard all year. We want some fucking booze. We won't leave we until want we get some gifts. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like what's going on there. Uh, Christmas as a day off is also a, a recent innovation. As late as 1850, December 25th was not a legal holiday, at least in New England. Uh, stores were open, businesses were open, children were expected to uh, attend school if the 25th uh, fell on a weekday. That's kind of bizarre. The Christmas tree was also uh, kind of a recent thing by the aristocrats uh, to try to get away from the the boozy origins of Christmas. You know, they wanted to make it less about demands for booze and more about a uh, majestic family holiday, thus the symbol being the Christmas tree. What? I mean, I know all these holidays. It's like, yeah, these were pagan holidays, so <clears throat> Christians like went and put these holidays on top of them to kind of take the wind out of their sails. Uh-huh. Did you ever, you grew up, what was your denomination? Uh, Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist. So oh, what was your, boy. what kind of Christmas stuff did you have going on? I mean, it was all like religious based you know the nativity but i mean did you do like christmas morning did you do midnight mass what oh was... no no we never did a midnight mass i guess that's more of a catholic thing um we did just christmas morning like christmas eve was always the waffle house <laughs> and then christmas right. morning christmas morning was gifts and then we'd go over to my grandma's house uh we, we'd have our own personal immediate family christmas at like 7 a.m and then uh, by about 10 a.m., we'd have to be over at uh, Memaw's house to uh, to do the extended family version, mm-hmm. which was just chaos. There was no order to Memaw's. it. Like, with the immediate family, we all went one at a time, you know, opening gifts. But at Memaw's, it was just uh, a carnage. It was just a free-for-all. That was, yeah, we do like the one at a time kind of thing because mm-hmm. then each person gets to, but it's so, it's like, I always, it's so much pressure. Mm-hmm. Because then you have to react to each one. Yeah. And then the person, like, it's, it's, oh, my God. The chaos, like, it was always thought, because when we go see the cousins and it had to be like, well, we're only going to, every year they tried to fine tune how to do gifts for, like, the extended family. Mm-hmm. All right. $20 limit. Everybody picks a name out of a hat. Okay. Ten to $5 limit. Gift for everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. No. Secret Santa. Like, Stop fucking around with it. It's Christmas. Yeah. Relax. Like, What's your best just... Christmas memory as a kid? Either best gift or just best overall hang? Like, do you have any that stick out? There was, when we were little, it, it, it traded out. We'd have Christmas Eve was with my mom's side and Christmas Day was with my dad's side. Okay. And on my dad's side, it would either be at my grandmother and grandfather's house or it'd be at my aunt Betty and uncle Johnny's. And if we go to aunt Betty and uncle Johnny's, they had like a finished basement with a bar. And I feel like everybody was like way more drunk over there. They were uh, <laughs> like, I thought old, 
old style. Like I thought old people just smelled like that, like old style <laughs> beer. But it was like the spirit of Christmas, like where it's like, oh, everybody was just like very just. I mean, probably drunk, but like I just remember it being the most fun because. The, like my cousins were similar in age, and then that side of the family we had other cousins, like second cousins similar in age, and it was just it was just a festive time. They had a pool table, and they had a fun box full of Hot Wheels cars, and we nice. bring our toys over there. And I just remember it being like an exciting time. Like you meet up with your cousins, see what they got, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only in had two cousins era, in the toy era of of that, you know. I- I had two cousins, and there was no booze. That's one thing. I was talking about this with Katie recently. Uh, like, nobody in my immediate or extended family drank openly. Uh, my It was later determined that my grandfather uh, and my one of my aunts, they would booze it up together in the basement on the down low. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, even as a kid, I, th- I, I think it would have been fun to have a couple of drunk uncles hanging out and saying inappropriate things. I don't know. I missed out on all that. Well, that's why midnight mass was also a thing. Because, like, all right, hey, like some people don't do a Christmas Eve, but my family, <clears throat> we would still have a big Christmas Eve, you know. Mm-hmm. And then for a while, it's like you have to go to midnight mass. So this, imagine like you're a kid, Ugh. you did some Christmas presents. You didn't do Christmas Ugh. morning. You didn't do Santa presents, but you did some family presents. You had a big meal. You had dessert. Now the next morning's Christmas. You're psyched. You want to go at midnight. We're going to to church. Mm -hmm. Or then when you got older, you're just drunk. Yeah. Drunk at church. Which the only options were getting like the worst looks from my mom or we were all asleep. (laughs) And we were not the only family. That's like everybody in that church. You could tell which member wanted to be there and the rest of the family just passed out in the pew. Or being ridiculous because they're drunk. So it was kind of fun, like in a rascal sort of way. But Christmas, it's always a big, it's a big deal around the house, or it was. There's not too many little kids around anymore. So we'll see. I'm going to go hang out, you know? Yeah, that'll be fun, man. See, it's been a couple years because I convinced my mom and dad. We all went to Hawaii last year. And then the year before was pandemic. So it's been like three years since I've seen some people. Hmm. So it's going to be that. God, I haven't seen some of my family in a decade. Really? Yeah. It's uh, like I take the blame on that. It's uh, a lot of that's just me uh, not Out caring. Of state. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just, you know, you I grew just... up with like it was a generation older than you. That was yeah. your, like, your folks family more than. But then I do feel like, oh, maybe, you know, it's kind of the job of the younger generation is get in there and check in on some of those folks. And I, yeah. I admittedly don't do that either. So, yeah. Uh, I got one more mm-hmm. weird Christmas tradition to share with you. Uh, I don't know where Catalonia is. Um, I have no Spain? idea. Spain? Spain? That sounds like it could be in Spain. Uh, they have a weird tradition in Catalonia called Caga Trio or Caga Tio. Oh, buddy. You know buddy. about it? You know about the defecating log? Yes. Locals in Catalonia create a character out of a log, drawing a face on it, giving it a hat, 
other accoutrements. Uh, then I they got one sitting right over here. I got then they one spend, sitting right by me. Then they spend a fortnight, quote, feeding it fruits and nuts and sweets. And by yep. feeding, I mean defecating on it. Uh, on Christmas Eve, the entire family beats the log with sticks and sings a traditional song that translates into, if you don't crap well, I'll beat you with a stick until the log excretes all its treats. Yes. Hard to comprehend why this, this tradition has a con- caught on elsewhere. They also decorate their nativity scenes with small, pooping ceramic figurines, usually well-known characters often drawn from that year's news. The figurines always have their pants around their ankles. I... I'm sending you a picture of one right now. This sounds like a good time. We may have to implement this into the uh, Stone Caga- Strandberg. Cagatillos. Cagatillos. Cagatillo. Let's beat the stick did. and then shit on it. Or beat let's this get log. You, let's, there's a song that goes with it, Dave. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There we go. I'm going to get you have this it? little guy. There you go. That's mine. That's my cagatillo that I have. Uh-huh. We were in. We did a. We did a trip over there around Christmas time. Catalonia is like a region of Spain that happens okay. to include Barcelona. Uh-huh. We we're in Barcelona. We we're there around Christmas time. We we're looking at like this market in front of uh, like the like this like open air market. We're walking around. Every single stall had these little guys taking shits. With their butts hanging out. And we couldn't get enough of it. Little guys, like real people. I just sent you the picture. Oh, okay. Let me see what we got here. It's a little tiny statue. I finally... Are you looking at it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a little guy taking a dump. There he is. He's sitting there squatting, taking a shit with a little fun hat on. What the so, hell? I, you know how you travel, like I, like everything's homogenized now. Like even no matter where you travel, even a gift that you see there is like that's something somebody could just buy on eBay mm-hmm. or something. Like there's nothing unique. We saw these. I'm like, oh, this is it. This is the gifts everybody's getting. They'll have ev like, and they make everybody. They make statues of everybody. You want Darth Vader taking a shit? You got Darth Vader taking a shit. Wow. You want Obama taking a shit? You got it. Hmm. Betty Boop. Who cares? <laughs> Papa Smurf. Everybody's taking a shit. Betty Boop. And that's we just bought all these. Oh my god. The song Pooping Log Cagatillo. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll play it now. Here we go. Yeah. Let's see if uh the festive Oh, no, this is with Nora Jones and Anthony Bourdain. They knew about it. I don't want this hipster shit. I want some OG action. Here we oh go. Ready? Oh, my God. Cagatio. No. Okay. Now, the words were, we fed... Kaga Tio and made him fat. Now we hit him and see what presents he shat. So it's a log. They just have straight up, they just have a piece of wood in their house. Uh huh. But the Santa hat and a face painted on the part where it's cut off. But almost how does like the a log Thomas, shit? 
the tank engine. Let, buddy, six years we've been talking about Bigfoot. Suspend your disbelief for a second. That's true. All right. Now we hit him and see what presence he shat. So now they've... Okay. Now... This person got climbing shoes. I don't know how they came out of the log. They, they, she opened like there's a sheet over the log, and the face is looking in the camera of the log. Mm. And she just op- looked under the back of the blanket. She got climbing shoes. <laughs> oh, she's looking again. A drone. Just what Derek wanted a new drone. It's, uh, oh, God. Oh, God, no. She's opening the fireplace. Into the fire he goes. Oh, my God, this is brutal. Bon Nadal. They just burnt him. They burnt him. They burnt my boy. Oh, man. (laughs) He shit out climbing shoes and got Derek a drone, and then you just put him right in the fire. I think we're going to. Jesus Christ. We're going to have our own little cagatillo. I'm going to have Katie beat me with a baseball bat and I've, see what happens. This, as far as traditions that, like, what the fuck and mm-hmm. also awesome, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm for, surprised I forgot about this one, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There you go. Cagatillo. Wow. Uh, one last the thing. Appar- log. Yeah. I didn't know this. In Japan... Uh, one of the big Christmas dinners is is KFC. What do they got? What do they got? An octopus that fucks you to death over there. What's going? What's their tradition? Kentucky Fried Chicken in the last forty years has become quite the uh, tradition in Japan, due to uh, clever marketing back in the day, and also uh, mm-hmm. the fact that most Japanese homes have uh, very tiny ovens. KFC uh, marketed towards the Japanese folks and said, "Hey, you want some good traditional American?" Holiday cuisine. Here you go. You got to order that shit two months in advance. Could you imagine really? pla- placing an advanced order for Kentucky fucking chicken? Ugh. <laughs> I'd rather eat a cagatillo. Maybe they do it different over there. Maybe. <laughs> you do see KFC, at least when I was in Korea and China, like they had it everywhere. Mm. And I always want, like, I'm obviously chicken's good but i also wondered if it was like chickens easier because it's less space to raise chickens maybe i wondered why like but i didn't maybe it was just marketing they just got it in there and people love it you know hmm. who knows cagatillo uh, i got a musical recommendation this week uh shout out to my buddy uh jacob rupert Atlanta buddy who's, uh, from all accounts, is kicking cancer's ass. Jacob's, uh, he got oh. cancer, but he, but he's doing well. He seems to be doing well. And uh, anyway, he turned me on to Garrett T. Caps, uh, right in my wheelhouse. Unfamiliar with Garrett T. Caps until this week. Uh, just right in my wheelhouse. Kind of like um, cosmic, psychedelic alt country. And uh, All right. okay. new al- new album's called People Are Beautiful. It's very positive. All the lyrics are very 
positive. It's just got, uh, and, and sonically, it's just beautiful. And uh, I was surprised I didn't know about this dude. Apparently, he's got a few albums out, but apparently uh, he's from San Antonio, and I think he owns a bar there, and he just plays at his own bar like five nights a week. And uh, really good shit. Garrett T. Caps. People are beautiful. Every song's a banger. I've had it on repeat for about a week now. It was what I was listening to driving the back roads of West Texas and New Mexico and Colorado, and boy, it just really hit the spot. So uh want to uh, pass that recommendation along. Also, uh, as this comes out, today is uh, my mom's birthday, Nancy Stone, 73 years that? old. 73 years old today, uh, paralyzed at 21. Uh, was told that she would never have kids and she'd probably be dead by 49. Uh, two kids and 73 years later, she's uh, she's kicking ass. So happy Instead birthday. Just made her faster. Yep, happy birthday, mom. So uh, well, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she's doing she's doing good. Check in with mom every now and then. Uh, every now and then, we talk <laughs> twice a week. And uh, yeah, she's in good spirits. 73 years old today. Happy birthday, mom. That's awesome. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mrs. Stone. Yeah, she's uh won't be hanging with her Christmas this year due to some unresolved family issues, but that's neither here nor there. Uh <laughs> but next year, next year we uh, I think we're going to have her out here. Going to put her on a plane, bring her to LA, have a little LA Christmas with Nancy next year. So then looking forward. Oh to yeah. That. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Well, so, nice, buddy. Well, good that's times. good. Uh, yeah, buddy. Well, you have fun. Safe travels. Um, tell Pat and Deb I said hello. Oh, P&D. Yeah, Pat just clicked over 55, a couple, or 55, 75, 75. 76 a couple weeks ago. Way to go. Clicking over 46 in a couple days here. Yeah, look at, oh, right, birthday boy, uh, coming up on the 23rd. It. Hell yeah, December buddy. December birthdays, man. So we're, we're throwing down, baby. Well, happy birthday, man. Gonna be an easy. It's gonna be an easy one. Good man. Good. Um, well, hey, happy holidays. I hope your smoked blood sows ham and sides are. Oh yeah. Everything you want your cagatillo to bring you. <laughs> everything you hope. You sh- I hope you get everything cagatillo shits out for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. There's no telling what we're in store for. So it's very exciting. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna take a couple of weeks off, so uh, we won't talk to you, uh, the boogers, till uh, what? Early January. We're going to take uh, two weeks off, I think. So we'll see you in about three weeks. So, yeah, man. Well, happy holidays, buddy. Happy holidays, man. See you in 2023. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see you next year, dude. Uh, come on, gay. All right. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Have a good one. Study home? Not yet. Who was that let you off down at the gate? Well, it was Miss Mamie and Miss Emily Baldwin. They give me a ride home in their pappy's sleigh. We thought it was Santa Claus. What am I gonna do with you, boy? I send you looking for your daddy, and you end up joyriding with two old lady bootleggers. I wasn't joyriding, Mama. Well, they, they took me to look for daddy. We got right far, but there's a tree down in the road stopped us dead. What's that you got in your hand? It's a present, Mama, from Miss Mamie and Miss Emily. Bootleg whiskey. Don't those crazy old women know I don't allow whiskey in this house? I've got young children in this house. What sort of example do they think we sit here? You take it out yonder and pour it on the ground.
Network.